if you did not uh, hear the word on Sunday, go back, listen to it, because now we are in the midst of the series called Augmented Reality. And so we're going to dig deeper tonight in a portion of what was released on Sunday. So I'm not even really going to go into that, but I'm still, our base scripture is actually still in Acts chapter 12, because there's a lot of things in that, uh, that we're just going to just kind of zero in on some certain points. We, we are going slow tonight, but really allowing this word to, um, infuse us and, and really become so much to where it's, and, ooh, that is inseparable. That's part of that infusing, that it becomes so mixed in our lives that it can no longer be extracted, but it is now a part of us. Oh yeah, that's what we want. That's what we desire. So I want to invite you, let's just go. Uh, we're going to start at, uh, yeah, we're just going to go, <laughs> uh, we're going to be looking at Acts 12 again, uh, and I'm just going to read a portion. Uh, just to kind of get things going tonight. And then we're going to uh, actually go to another, some other scriptures as well. But I just want to kind of read this again, just kind of bring about what we're talking about tonight. And so Acts chapter 12, verse 5, and I'm going to read again. I'm in the New King James for this particular one. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I'll share more about this context because uh, there's some more to this later. Verse six. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, and this is verse seven. We're actually just going to stop here. Now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, arise quickly, arise quickly, arise quickly. And I'm actually going to stop there. Arise quickly, raise him up. A light shone. The angel struck him on this, struck him on the side, raised him up and then said, arise quickly. Somebody say right now, say arise quickly, arise quickly. That's actually the part that we're going to zero in tonight because it is very important uh, this statement and even the concepts that are around this arise quickly. And so we remember uh, the scripture talks about the sons of Issachar and they understood the times, they understood the age and they, they knew what needed to be done and in essence how to position people and, and things of that nature. But again, it was understanding time, being time sensitive, being aware of some of the things, uh, where there's immediacy or time of day, uh, that, that God is concerned with. And so the angel is telling Peter to arise quickly. So say arise quickly one more time. All right. So now I actually introduce with this thought because hopefully this isn't you, but if it is you, then, uh, you'll see some things. Your eyes will be open tonight and be like, Hey, you know what? I, 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 there's some changes that need to be made. So if some of you, how many of you, let me start this way. How many of you, how many of you have ever been tardy or late to something before? Yeah, everybody has. And often, and it could be for a variety of different reasons. And so that is understandable, uh, depending on what the reason is why people are late. But some of you, if this is you, then, you know, definitely pay a particular note. But some of you may also know people that aren't just late 
on an occasion here or there with valid reasons, but now you have some people that are chronically <laughs> or habitually late or habitually tardy to some things. Remember, arise quickly, but some people in the natural, let's start here first. We're going to start with some natural stuff, some natural instructions, and then we're going to go uh, deeper into this. But I think even as we begin this, it's going to help some people out, right? Amen. So now, in the natural, some people are habitually tardy or chronically late, and maybe they're late from lunch or late to appointments or late to meetings, or some of you may have um, appointments that you have set and then the people are consistently late to their arrival. Um, that, that, is, that is an issue. There's some underlying things in regards to there, but it is important to understand you know, lateness, tardiness has its consequences in a variety of different areas. Okay, this is gonna sound practical, and you're gonna be like, where are we going with this? But just, just stay with me here. Because uh, there are some things that's gonna be worked out even as it pertains to character as we dig deeper, all right? So now, some areas of tardiness. Think about this, especially if you're a parent of a child. And then, if, if you already have a tendency to be late and tardy of some things, and then, if, especially in particular nowadays when some parents might opt to take their children to school, one thing that you don't want to do is just now have your tardiness begin to affect their arrival time. So now you have some kids that might consistently be late for a variety of different reasons. So you don't want that to be you because now that begins to affect not only them, but the teacher as well as the classroom. So now, I, you know, I looked at a couple of articles here for some of these different areas. So as it pertains to the school, check out some of the effects of lateness. Of course, they missed the beginning of the class instructions. They miss out if they're late. They might miss out on some class instructions that are given at the beginning of class. And then what this does, if they're coming in late, especially in, in, in secondary and elementary school education, and even shucks, even in college as well, too, for those that are attending in person, it can create a distraction to the other students. That's one of the things. But here's another thing as it pertains to academic achievement. Lateness. Students who are frequently tardy have lower GPAs. Mm. Students who are frequently tardy have lower scores on standardized assessments. There's a track record here. And they have lower graduation rates. Here's another thing. Chronic tardiness in elementary and middle school is also linked to failure in high school. When it's something where they're just chronically late, it shows up at later in high school and failure. Why? Because there's already now a detachment as it pertains to their attendance. Here's another thing that it shows up in school and success. It shows up in behavior problems. Frequently tardy students have, a, have higher rates of suspension and other measures of discipline that take place. Mm. And then the effect on others, which we would commonly know of, when students are tardy, they negatively impact their teachers and other students. So now what happens in those cases, sometimes teachers, if they've already begun to give some instructions, they either have to go back to share those instructions or they have to carve out time to make sure that student gets, gets get and receives the instructions that they missed earlier. Or sometimes if they're super, super tardy, then it might have to be some other ex extenuating circumstances that have to be done just for the student that's just chronically late. So the tardiness not only affects them 
and their detachment from school, but now it begins to affect and impact the teacher. And I know some of the teachers are saying, amen, I know that's right. And it begins to affect the students as well. Here's another thing that's interesting for those that that live like this. There's a track record that shows that students who are frequently tardy to school are also more apt to be fired from a job for showing up late. Mm. So now let's look at this as far as for the effects of tardiness at work. This is something that came from uh, this website called Career Trend. I like to cite my sources when I can. One of the effects of tardiness, come on now. I know some of y'all, uh, yeah, 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 some of you, don't click off yet. <laughs> Listen, because I know some people, especially if you are going to a place of work uh, that you don't particularly like at the moment, sometimes that your emotional uh, detachment could be like, hey, you know, I'm just going to kind of show up when I show up, but not for you and not for us as believers, not for us to understand that we work as unto the Lord, right? So here we go. One of the effects, and of course, this would seem like common sense, but just hear this, is productivity loss. When you show up late, of course, you lose, you lose some productivity. Why? Because some time was lost. Some time was lost. And so think about this. Even if you are 10 minutes late every single day for a week, you've lost just about an hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm not just talking about you. I know I've experienced this before where I've allowed my mindset to to go with the dominant thinking of tardiness of some people. And I wasn't necessarily and I wasn't late to work. But, you know, I would take on some occasions some extended lunch time. But then it's, but then you realize it's like, hey, you know, you're losing time and then you're putting yourself really under a crunch. That's one of the other effects that I'm just saying right now uh, that you uh, you eventually tack on stress on the back end that just shows up. All right. Here's another effect. Negative morale in the workplace, because lateness, your tardiness can actually put stress on other employees, especially if you are working on something together or somebody sending an email. And I'm talking about this kind of chronic you know, habitual lateness where you're just kind of just showing up and just, you know, whatever, whatever. And so it, it begins to impact on the morale of other people. And then it's like, oh my gosh, they're always late. And now that begins to cause stress upon them, especially if they're depending on you to do something that they either don't have uh, the responsibility to do or the authority to do. Okay. Here's another thing, the effects of tardiness at work Customer client dissatisfaction, which we would definitely uh, assume, especially if you're just late on meeting a deadline or delivery. Isn't that just you imagine yourself, even if you're uh, even if you're a client, if something is late, you're, you're making a call, you're checking emails, you're doing whatever you need to do, saying, hey, this was supposed to be done at this time and it's not here yet or it hasn't arrived. So it affects. And then, of course, that affects the company's reputation and business. And then it also undermines management. So now supervisors, especially when you have other people that see that you're constantly late, the supervisors, it kind of undermines them and what they're trying to build a cohesiveness and trying to have the team together. But if you or somebody you know is always showing up late, you know now that it kind of undermines some things and rules that are established, some things that are set for company as well as the employees. And then here's another thing which we talked about uh, with the school as well. It reduces opportunities. I, I kind of put this in here. So in other words, that you you can take on you can take on a reputation now 
of being lateness, of being late and tardy. And so what happens is it can affect opportunities of promotion or opportunities to be able to show your skill in another area because of you being late in this particular area. Now, here's another thought. We talked about school, we talked about work, but now what about being late for church? Ah, some people don't think about that. They understand school. They understand work because, you know, I get paid. And then the students, they got to go to school. But now all of a sudden we put church in a different category because it's quote unquote voluntary and we can just show up at any time. But here's some of the effects of being late at church. And again, this isn't my word, but I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> especially if it's just something that's just chronic and you just always just showing up late. It actually shows disrespect and is disruptive. That's strong, but just keep listening. Don't check out yet. Why? Because it reveals a lack of priority on church. Woo. <laughs> I'm thinking now how, we are on time or at least mindful of time for so many things because it's a priority. I'm thinking about now even when I was playing football and man, you show up late for practice, there's consequences. Like, man, you, you got to run, you got to do this or not just you. Now your whole line or your whole section or whatever the case may be, if you just showing up late or I'm thinking about now in the midst of basketball season, just beginning the beginning stages of the NBA season where they're starting to show up for training camp. If you don't show up, then there's fines. <laughs> okay. But we understand all that. But now as it pertains to church people, and we don't want to have this mindset. Well, Hey, I know service starts at 10 o'clock. I'm a uh, uh, praise and worship kind of goes for about 30, 45 minutes. Since the spirit is moving, I'm going to just show up at 10 30. Just so I can hear the word and all. Nah, and I know people that have had that thought, hey, you know, I'm just going to kind of time because I don't want to be in service that long. Mmm. Somebody say, oh, Lord. But again, it reveals a lack of priority and it's actually disrespectful. And then here's another component. If there's a time for us to show up for serving. For us, it's one hour, and I know the ministry that I came from, it was one hour. Some ministries, you know, it's, it's, it's different times depending on the, whatever the case may be. But even showing up for that with no communication, it's, it's, it's actually a sign of, of, of a lack of priority and disrespect. The tardiness, it affects. And then you miss also showing up late for church. You can miss important aspects of prayer depending on how services start or corporate praise and worship, or even parts of the sermon. <laughs> yeah, so tardiness. And then here's the thing that, that well, people, people still might be fine with even those results, but here's a statement. Here's a pervading thought that I've, I've heard, and it's, it's very challenging. It's a strong statement, but what you do in one thing affects, or what you do in one thing reveals what you do in everything. I think I'm phrasing it that way. What you do in one thing or in one area actually reveals how you handle things in every area. And so it kind of shows up in a variety of different ways. And sometimes we might be praying for some things <laughs> and we're wondering why some things haven't happened yet. Why some things, why some things may have been delayed and tardy is because it's actually something that we live. And so now that just some of the effects. Okay. But, being 
early is actually scriptural in a lot of senses. And so now this is talking about just the time of day that we're talking about right now. And then we're going to continue on on some things. But now hang with me. Luke chapter 21, verse 34 through 38. This is in the message. Let's look at Jesus. Let's look at Jesus's life. And you're going to see this before you, but it says this. And this is Jesus uh, actually talking. And so he's giving them, you know, instructions. He shared quite a bit of things, you know, warnings and all this type of stuff. But again, this is in the message translation, Luke 21, 34 through 38. But be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation ah, get dulled by the parties and drinking and shopping. But let me just say that part one more time. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled. I need to say that again. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled. Let me continue on. You see it. Otherwise, that day, and we know that day that he speaks of, the day of his return. And, and Okay. That day is going to take you by complete surprise, spring on you suddenly like a trap, for it's going to come on everyone, everywhere at once. So whatever you do, don't fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Let me say this just for one moment before I continue reading. I remember recently on, on, a, on, a, on a flight, uh, getting ready to take, and, you know, I, I guess, I think it was the day before, uh, you know, I had driven, and, of course, you know, driving there uh, to the, well, I didn't, I don't think I drove to the airport, but I remember driving the day before for an extended period. Uh, right, I was on the road out of town. That's right, that's what was happening. And then by the time I got on the plane, before we even taxied off, I had fallen asleep, right? But I was dreaming and didn't realize I was dreaming. So now what I was dreaming, I was dreaming that I was driving. But then in my dream, I dreamed that I fell asleep. <laughs> and in my dream, I realized it's like, wait a second, I'm driving. I should be falling asleep. And then I woke up in my dream. But then here's here's my bodily reaction, because I actually thought that I was on the road at that time. I thought that I was still driving physically. And so I woke up and I jumped on the plane. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on the plane. But again, don't fall asleep at the wheel. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the son of man. Here's the last component, verse 37 and 38 in the message. He, meaning Jesus, spent his days in the temple teaching but his nights out on the mountain called Olives. And I love this. All the people were up at the crack of dawn to come to the temple and listen to him. So it says this, all the people were up at the crack of dawn. I know some people that have the different various service times, some people, and you can tell sometimes, you know, the crowd that wants to show up for the later service based on what they were doing the night before. But the Bible says this, that the people were so hungry, they were where Jesus was at the crack of dawn because he's already there teaching at the temple on time. And then you don't have to turn there. But in John 8, verse 2, it says this. Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. So it's just something about. 
understanding the time and, and rising and being there early. Somebody say early and not late, but early in the morning and early before he begins, the people are already there. Why? Because there was their expectation was not dulled. Mm. And it was for his teaching. Okay, so remember, how you do one thing is how you do everything. <laughs> how you do one thing is how you do everything. Let me encourage somebody. Again, this might sound practical, but it's important. Don't be late in paying bills. It affects, it affects things. <laughs> Pay them on time or ahead of time. And then what happens is when we begin to make this change in this area, then it begins to affect other areas. Now, before we continue on, one way is how you can be on time. And is one of the ways is this. Start to think about how long it takes you to do stuff. Be like, because there's, there's really, unless there's like, like a, an accident or, or on the road or something of that nature, uh, there's really not a legitimate excuse anymore for us to just be habitually late all the time. So now, but it's not a good habit because now it begins to mark your life and, and you get bigger build a reputation that is actually, uh, that you don't want to have. All right. So think about how long it takes you to do stuff and plan accordingly. But then here's the other thing that you want to be able to do. If this is you and it's been you, then one way that you can change, don't plan to be on time, plan to be early. Yup. Plan to be early. Don't say, okay. I know it takes me 30 minutes to get there and, and I know this event starts at 10 so I can leave at 9.30. No, just go ahead and make some time for any contingencies and, and set up whatever you need to set up. Um, if, it's, if it's church, I'm just, let's just talk about that right now. Then you prepare some things ahead of time. Prepare to close, prepare, you know, just begin. To, it, it, it's development. Christ saw things ahead. He sees, he sees ahead and, that, and we can do that as well. All right. And then if other people that have this, this stigma of saying, well, man, I don't want to get there early, then have something to do <laughs> while you're there early waiting. I've even heard of this people that are interviewing for jobs. I heard of this for, for hiring managers. They was like, man, you'd be surprised how many people show up late for an interview. And they're telling me, and guess what? I am surprised when I hear it. I'm like, wow. Okay, but that's not going to be you, and that's not going to be us. And so now, here's another thing when I just realized, uh, you know, I started thinking, I was like, Lord, what are some examples of even when we just, where I showed up early recently, so I remember having a reservation at a restaurant, and we showed up early, I was like, well, hey, we're here now, can we go ahead and come in? They were like, yep, come on in. I remember another time, you know, Apostle and I, you know, we traveled to Florida, and, you know, we got to our hotel early, and they were like, hey, you know what, and I'm talking about, you know, you're supposed to check in at a certain time. But they were like, we have rooms ready for you. We have a room ready for you. So I'm like, praise God. So now that allowed us to be able to kind of relax and settle in and get ready to receive uh, of all that was taking place. And Lord knows we needed to be fresh for, 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 for that intensive. But that was a blessing. So things, I just encourage you, some things can just be open up as you just kind of develop and, and, and live that lifestyle. Somebody say be early. All right, so now... Let's go ahead and go into some deeper stuff. Acts chapter 12, one more time, ready? Verse seven, now behold, an angel 
of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise quickly. Now, Peter, we understand this. I've talked about this already, but I want to share another component of this because it just keeps coming to me. And so some things that I want to be able to suggest as we continue on. Now, Peter was sleeping in the prison because he's arrested again. Now, this is not the first time Peter's been arrested. Peter was actually arrested, and I want us to look at this. Peter was actually arrested by the Sanhedrin, which is a Jewish council. He was arrested in Acts chapter 5, verse 17 through 21. Uh, and, and as you're turning there, I'm going to go ahead and read Acts chapter 5, verse 17 through 21, because you're going to see a similarity, but I want to highlight a distinction here. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, Acts 5, verse 17, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation because, you know, they were done with these apostles. 18, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, this is what the angel said, right? He opened the doors, brought them out, and look at what the angel said. Listen, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Ha! And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. Just like who? Just like Jesus. Woo! Ha! But the high priest and those, uh, I don't got to read the rest. But let me read that one more time. Verse 21, that first portion right there. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. So angel of the Lord. Now, of course, they were awake at this time. But these are the, these are the religious people that put them, you know, in this prison. But the angel of the Lord opened up the prison doors and told them, hey, go stand in the temple and teach again. Now, they just got put in prison for teaching. And the angel said, hey, go back. Do it again. Uh, <laughs> hold on to that. Go back. Do it again. The door has been open for you. Go back. Do it again. Mm. So now Peter has this experience along with the other apostles, but we're talking about Peter here. Peter has this experience of having the doors open for him, angels, doors opening. Let me slow down a little bit. Doors opening for them, the angels speaking to him and giving him instructions. So now he's been in the Sanhedrin or the Jewish, let me just say it that way, the Jewish people, the religious folk, uh, their prison, because, you know, they called it, we read it, the common prison. He's been in their prison a couple of times, but what we read in Acts 12 is a little different. Because now this isn't just the Jewish people that have imprisoned him. This was King Herod. This was King Herod. And so we don't fully know why, but King Herod, check out the circumstances at this time when we just go back to Acts chapter 12. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Y'all remember Peter, James, and John? This is that James that was killed. So now we have the first one of the 12 that was actually martyred. So the circumstances are a little different this time. And it's like, whoa, this is, this is a whole lot heavier in which Peter finds himself in this prison in verse in Acts chapter 12. 
It's like, man, think about this for a moment. We know Peter, James, and John, they, they were real close to Jesus. So more than likely they were close to each other because they saw stuff that no other disciples saw. There were some things that Jesus had revealed to them that others didn't get to see, but they were able to share with the, uh, with the rest. So you got the 12, but then you have these three in particular. Now one of the three has not was, was executed with the sword. So now they had actually arrested Peter, who is now in line to be executed as well. Now, I believe this. Peter was willing to die, but maybe not particularly wanting to die. And so he's in this state now at night, arrested again. Now, they got some extra guards this time because it's like, hey, you know what? Some strange stuff happened last time Peter was arrested. Now they got two soldiers and now they got guards, uh, additional guards posts, two other guards posts on the outside of the prison. So they got stuff locked up, blocked up all the way around. And Peter's getting ready to be executed. So now when I just kind of slow down and just think just as a human, man, what could the feeling be like? Knowing that your dear friend just got executed by the same king and now you're getting ready to be executed as well. Now, people handle things differently, but one thing that we see here of note that, man, Peter was sleeping. And, I, and, I, and I'm just wondering and I'm just thinking, you know, as, I, as I'm just reading the scripture, and this is what I suggest, that, that people were up praying, maybe that's what Peter should have been up doing. Either way, we see here that the angel came, this is why, because the angel had to come strike Peter and said, hey, to raise him up. Maybe something on the inside of him that was down, maybe something, maybe there was an expectation that he had that had kind of just been like, hey, you know what, maybe this is it. Man, my friend James just got executed. I'm in prison. There is absolutely no way out. And then he fell asleep. But the angel comes with the word of the Lord saying, hey, and I love it because we, we see it. It says that it raised him up. Raised him up even before he said anything. Raised him up. Meaning that I believe this even spiritually is like, look, you got, there's a state that you have to come up in. And then he gives him this word. Rise, arise, arise quickly. I love that. First instruction that he says. Arise quickly, meaning that there's there's a timing to this thing. There's something, Peter, that you have to be awakened and risen and stepping into with expediency and immediacy. There are several times in Scripture where we see things like straightway and suddenly and at once. To kind of give us an indication to give us an indication of how God moves. And so I just believe that the way that God is positioning us for us to live a life in another, in a greater reality and to live as ones who cause astonishment to others, then it means that, hey, we have to arise quickly. No longer is it one of those expectations where, hey, you know what, this is over. Or this is done. Peter was sleeping for a moment. How many of you have ever 
slept to a point, and I'm talking about where maybe you were sleeping, but then maybe the position in which you were sleeping, you woke up and realized the rest, so a part of your body wasn't all the way awake yet. Even if you were napping, I know what it's like to be able to nap and then you just kind of just sleep in, and there's so much pressure on a certain part of the body that it cuts off the circulation and the flow of the blood and then you kind of get up and it's just real numb and tingly and it's lost its feeling. It's grown dull. There's no movement to that until it begins to come back. So in other words, and then what do we say? Oh, my leg fell asleep. Oh, my arm fell asleep. So there was a part of Peter, even though he was resting, but then there was a part of him that was also sleeping. I believe that maybe there was some expectation and and I guess in the natural, rightfully so, when you just look at the circumstances of his friend dying and being in prison and chained and guarded at this different level, sometimes that stuff can, can have its effect on us. Oh, and the expectation, this is one reason that kind of gives me a clue, because of the expectation of the other people that Peter said. And the hand of Herod that Peter mentioned, that God actually delivered him from. He said, God delivered me from the hand of Herod and the expectation of the Jews. Maybe those expectations became an influence upon him and their expectations became his. Needless to say, the angel of the Lord said, hey, arise quickly. And so I believe that same word is being mentioned to us now. It's like, hey, arise quickly. Maybe some people have been sleeping. Maybe there's been something that maybe there's been a thought or maybe there's been a word or maybe there's been a vision or maybe there's been a dream. Maybe there's been an instruction of the Lord that we've been sleeping on. And over a period of time, the pressures of life, ah, the pressures of life or maybe the 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 hope delayed has been like a pressure and we've been sleeping on it. And now we've lost the feeling for the instruction. Maybe we've gotten detached. Maybe we were hot and we were alive and moving in it for a moment, but then we fell asleep on it. The word right now is, hey, arise quickly. It's a raising up, a raising up of expectation, a raising up of faith saying, hey, no, now is not the time for you to be asleep, but it's the time for you and for I to be able to wake up. I remember I received this one word um, from Krista Smith, and one of the things that she said, she spoke over my life, she said, the dream life is beginning to awaken you. And I, I, I had made this statement consistently over my life before then. I just thought, think about it even now. I didn't think about it before, but I don't think about it now. How I always, I always used to say, hey, you know what? Whenever I would hear people's dreams, I'd be like, man, that is so amazing because I'm not a dreamer. That would always be my response. I can't believe I'm thinking about it now that that came out of my mouth on like an annual basis. Whenever I would hear other people dream and I would say, hey, you know, what? I'm not a dreamer. I'm not a dreamer. I'm not a dreamer. What was I doing? I was sleeping. I was sleeping. And so here's certain things where God, I'm sure, would want to speak to me in a dream. But, man, I lost the feeling for it. It's like I, I just kind of just even out of my own mouth was denying that avenue of God beginning to speak and reveal to me. But when the word of the Lord came to her, it totally 
shifted and reframed how I saw myself now. It's like, wait a second. The dream life was beginning to awaken me? Oh, maybe I need to, man, that is me, God? You want to give me dreams? And as she released it, oh, man, didn't it start happening? Why? Because the very word birthed an expectation. Mm. So now it's like, uh, you know what? Maybe I need to start paying attention and looking and being awake even when I'm asleep. <laughs> Something was arisen. And so what I started to do is get journals and let me just kind of just be available now for God to be able to speak to me through dreams because now the dream life has been awakened. She said it. And there's something on the inside of me, and I love it. That's what I love about God because he kind of sets us up and positions us. There was a faith that latched onto that word that overrode every confession that I had made up to that point. And now the dream life is active. Certain stuff that I'm just like, oh, man, God. And I'm, and I'm learning more and more about it. But I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just trying to pay attention to the dreams that I do remember or to certain portions. And then I'm training myself as well for, for the stuff that I can share uh, that, you know, I'll share. Hey, babe, you know, I had this dream or or she'll share. She, she will share a dream with me that she had. So that way we keep it awake. We keep that communication and we keep that expectation. God, man, there's some things. Yeah. And I have even. Daydreams, I should say, or open awake visions. So now I'm not talking about just sleep in the natural or in the physical, but now we're talking about awake in the spirit. Be alert. Arise. And then it says this quickly. <laughs> Delayed obedience. This is what I've heard. And this is what I've learned. Delayed obedience is not what? It's not obedience. <laughs> No, it's not obedience. And so we can imagine what would have happened if Peter did not arise quickly. So I thank God that the word came because guess what? He was sleeping real good. Meaning that he was a sound sleep. I can't say that he was sleeping good, but meaning that he was sound asleep so much so that the angel had to. And to raise Peter up, Peter, get up, arise quickly. And so the word of the Lord for us tonight in this moment is, hey, arise quickly. Let your expectation. I know some of y'all have expectation right now. I, and I just can I just pass along that word to you that the dream life is beginning to awaken you even now. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. That the dream life is beginning to awake in you even now that the vision <laughs> that the vision is beginning to awake in you even now arise quickly arise quickly and I believe even in this word that the Lord is kind of you know is just kind of even highlighting another component as well about okay Lord what, what's what's one of the areas what's one of the areas this you, you think about it uh, as far as for what what needs to be Okay, let me, let me slow down a little bit. So you know how we can sleep on a certain part. Remember how I gave that illustration, how you can have a certain part of your body sleep? You can have a certain part of your life that you're asleep to. For me, it was dreams. But 
what happens is either a word could come forth or something will kind of trigger it. Or as we see in the scripture, the light shone around the prison. Doesn't the Bible say that? So in other words, it, the light shone around where Peter was sleeping. So I'm saying that by the way of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will begin to highlight certain areas or aspects of your life where you've been sleeping or some things that have grown dull or some things where you've lost sensitivity or feeling to and it's hindered your moving. So now it's just the invitation, Lord, I thank you for highlighting. I thank you for your light shining on those areas that I might be able to see. So that way now I can be awakened to it and then receive the rest of the instructions that you desire to me to receive. But one of the things that Peter had to do, and again, now this whole time he's actually thinking it's a vision, but this is reality because what you and what we are doing, we're actually stepping into a greater reality. But so much so when we see it, now our body begins to respond accordingly. <laughs> Remember how I had had that dream on the plane that I was still driving and I woke up, I actually woke up swerving because I thought I was drifting asleep. So your body will begin to respond to the dreams. Your body will begin to respond to the vision. Okay, so anyways, as we arise quickly and that quickly word is so key. Because when the light is shown, when God says, hey, you know, this is something that you've been sleeping. This is an area in which you've been sleeping. This is an area in which you've grown dull. This is an area in which expectation or maybe the ex maybe you've succumbed to the expectation of other people. But I'm telling you right now to arise quickly. So now what that means, some of you might need to go back. And I know it. some people, some things that maybe you've kind of uh, been kind of plotting along with it. It's like, yeah, you know, I know God gave this to me. I know this has been in my heart for some time now, but you're hearing it arise quickly. Come on. Let's go. It's time. It's a raising up moment. It's a raising up word. Woo. And so what we're doing and what this word is, is raising up an expectation and sharpening. Oh, so, okay, so here we go. So one of the words of wisdom that might be for somebody, you can check your spirit with it, but some of you that say that you're, some of you just might have to just change or just even practice just getting up maybe even five minutes earlier or just saying, Lord, Jesus, I've seen a pattern <laughs> where you got up early and people met you. Lord, so you know what? I'm going to get up early to meet you too. So that way you can teach me this one area because now it builds an expectation. Yeah, it builds an expectation. Those people were coming expecting to receive something from the Lord, literally. This is, this thought's coming to me even now. I remember, um, when I was dating my wife at the time and the ministry that she was attending, 
uh, which, you know, I eventually became a part of as well. I remember I went to a Wednesday night service and they were meeting out of school at the time. And it was so unique to me because when we got there, I started seeing people walking fast and some people even running to the building. I had never seen nothing like that, but they were going to get seats early. <laughs> and I've also seen this uh, even for some global awakening stuff. You have people, even before the doors are open, people lined up. Oh, yeah. So here's one cool thing about it. I love Apostle. You know, man, he will go, he'll get there early and get some good seats. <laughs> But it's the expectation. I'm telling you, it's even that proximity that you just kind of receive something is differently when you're closer than when you're further away. Ah, but it's the expectation. It's like, man, God, woo, we're going to rise early. We're going to do some things with some immediacy. Mm. Not just that delayed obedience, but Lord, if you say it, God, okay, Lord, arise quickly. Go now. Call this person right now. Send this text. Check on them. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for them. When, when you see it, even if you don't fully have the full revelation, arise quickly in the spirit. Be like, hey, you know, I got to ascend. And you go. Lord, I don't know all the details, but even as I'm beginning to pray in the spirit, Lord, I thank you for showing the portion that I need to know arise quickly, arise quickly for the component. Even if it might be a big vision or a big thing and it's a lot of elements to it, arise quickly, arise quickly for the portion that you can do arise quickly for what he's shining light on. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I will arise quickly. I will arise quickly because it is not impossible and it is not over. Some people may have had an expectation. Ah, well, hey, you know what? This is dead. Ah, well, you know what? That may have happened to that person. Parabolically speaking or metaphorically speaking. Ah, man, I saw what happened to James. I saw what happened to that person. So I don't even know. I guess this is going to happen to me, too. Wrong expectation. So this word is saying right now, hey, I want you to rise quickly. I want to raise you up. I want you to be sharp because there's some more instructions that are coming. But the key right now is to make sure that you wake up in the spirit. You wake up. So somebody say, I'm awake. Say, Lord, I'm going to meet you early. With expectation, I'm awake to hear from you, God. I want to press in because <laughs> some doors are open already for me. Yeah. <laughs> Awaking up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody say, I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake. I have something. I picked it up, you know, on my way out tonight. It was like, hold up. You know what? Let me bring this. I mentioned this on Sunday, but I think that I want to um, uh, take. I, I think I want to release this sound tonight to the best of my ability. I'm still still uh, practicing and learning, but I do understand that the shofar 
one of the things that it does is a tool. And then in the spiritual, there's several different aspects of it. But as far as for even for watchmen, it alerts people and wakes them up. Woo! <laughs> so I'm praying that even as I begin to blow this, <laughs> yeah. Even as I begin to blow this, let me wet my lips a little bit more. Even as I begin to blow this in the spirit that you will hear such an alerting that there will be such an arise quickly. And the Bible talks about on various occasions about how the, the voice of the Lord and sometimes even how the voice of angels had a certain sound to it. So even as this is played, I'm telling you, it will be an awakening in your spirit in areas where there may have been dullness or low expectation. There will now be this life. That will come to you in the name of Jesus. This life that will come to that. Oh, come on, come on. Somebody's building up expectation right now. I need you to establish some faith, even as this word is coming, to connect with this word. And then your body will begin to respond accordingly because the dream and vision is so real that it actually begins to manifest in your augmented reality as we arise quickly. So that means that we move at a different pace. And I'm not talking about uh, just how fast you can run or anything of that nature, but I'm talking about the immediacy of obedience. Immediacy of hearing the word and then you carrying out the straight way and us being the at once based upon the word that we do have. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just lay your hands on your belly right now. The spirit. We just want the spirit man to wake up, to arise quickly in the name of Jesus. Come on. Somebody just say, arise quickly. Arise quickly. <laughs> well, glory to God. <laughs> We're going to keep going for this in the name of Jesus. But what I'm saying right now in the name of the Lord that as you hear this, that your spirit is arising right now, that there is something that the voice of the Lord, that the commands of the Lord, that the vision, that the spirit of the Lord is waking you up in the name of Jesus and that you and we are stepping in another level of expectation. Yeah, sure, some prison doors may have opened before, but this now isn't a dream. Ah, this is real. This is happening now. And even as you're hearing this word, I, I encourage you right now, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because one of the things that will happen is the mind will begin to start putting up all these type of thoughts. And that will try to fight against the word and be like, well, man, look at the prisoners. And, well, or look at the soldiers and look at the gates and look at all this type of stuff. No, let that word penetrate and get into your heart and say, hey, I'm going to arise quickly. 
I'm not going to allow the expectation of other people, some of the things that they've said and their own proclamations and declarations for my life to be made manifest when I have a greater word that says, hey, that's raising me up. It says arise quickly. I will arise. Oh, let me just read this one other scripture here. It's coming to me now. Isaiah. You know it, but we're going to hear it. Like my paper Bible for this. Come on. Isaiah 60. You ready? Isaiah 60 verse 1. That's all we're going to read. Nope, that's not all we're going to read. We're going to read verse 1 through 3. (laughs) Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of what? Your rising. Oh, glory to God. Arise quickly. Arise. God, I need to read it one more time. Arise. Shine. For your light, your light, your light has come. Not just the light that shines around you, but the light that God has given you that comes out of you. Your light has come for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen. That's reality. And his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Arise quickly. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. God, that there is an awakening, that there is an awakening that there is an awakening and the spirit. Oh, yeah. That there's an awakening of light <laughs> rising up, God. Our light, God, rising. So you said it, God, so we say it. Let our light rise, God. In the name of Jesus, let your sound arise up on the inside of us, God. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Lord, may your glory be upon us, God. (laughs) Lord, and may you arise over us as we arise quickly. And go forth in your word, in your power, in your authority, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, for an immediacy. I thank you, God, for a quickening of spirits right now. Woo, yeah. I thank you, God, for a quickening of spirits, quicken spirits, quicken spirits, quicken spirits, quicken spirits, God. 
in the name of Jesus. Those parts that have been slept on, those visions and dreams and, 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 and moves of what you desire to do in the spirit, those expectations that have been slept on, God, I thank you for life and feeling and sharpness coming back now in Jesus' name under the sound of my voice. And in your word, God, we arise. We arise to your expectation, to your word, God. And I thank you, Lord, that it's you who causes to rise. And we agree and say yes. In Jesus' name. Some of y'all just begin to just pray, continue praying the Holy Ghost. Come because this is an arising in the spirit. Come on. Come on. Sharete kofre mahate sokonde. La sheka frande ho. Yasatra halapo kofre mahate sha. God, let there be an arising. Let there be an awakening, God. A greater awakening, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for that light shining, 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 revealing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, and that there's even a release of new life. A release of new life, God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I mentioned it. I thought that was a strong word. I don't think I've said it before, but a birthing of expectation. Ha. Huh. Oh, yeah. God, and we take authority, God, and break the things that have been oppressing down. In Jesus' name, that have been trying to hinder and sever the connection of your spirit, of your voice, of your word. I thank you, God, that it's restored now in Jesus' name. Come on, let hope arise. Let faith arise. Let expectation arise quickly. That sounds like now to me. Somebody say, yep, now. <laughs> In Jesus' name. 